today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Let's bring in Kevin O'Leary. Of course, just uh, announced his candidacy for the leadership of the federal conservatives, and he is with us now. Hello, Kevin. How are you today? Great to be here. Thank you. Thanks very much for taking the time. We certainly do appreciate it. What are your thoughts on the inauguration of Donald Trump and, uh, and what went on today? I think it was an extraordinary speech, and it obviously sets out his agenda. A remarkable comments about government's lack of functioning for the people. I haven't seen that before in any inauguration speech. And also made it clear to us as Canadians, we're going to have some difficult times ahead negotiating with Mr. Trump because he's putting everything on the table in terms of NAFTA, and that's going to be a challenge. Are you concerned that even members of your own party, uh, the Kelly Leeches, the the Lisa Rates, are comparing you to Trump? Is that a fair comparison? No, not really. I mean, you know, there's there's one fact that exists that is correct. We both work for Mark Burnett in reality television. I on the Shark Tank, he on The Apprentice. That's how we, you know, raised our our brands. There's no question, but. Uh, there's no other similarity, similarities. I'm born of um, immigrants from Ireland and Lebanon. I wouldn't exist if there were walls around Canada. Those are not my policies and never will be. Canada's always had a contract with a society that it's open and embraces all kinds of cultures. And if you want to grow a business, it used to be that you came to Canada, but it's not that anymore. You know, when I was young, uh, the opportunities were limitless in Canada. I was very, very fortunate. I've got kids now that are in their 20s, one's 20, one's 23, and I'm watching what Justin Trudeau is doing, and the, the, the straw that really broke the camel's back for me that pushed me into the race was when I saw that economic report out of the government that said that he was going to run deficits for 38 years and push on my kids $1.5 billion of debt, there's not a chance in hell I'm going to let him do that. Zero. I'm going to go to Ottawa, and I'm going to repeal everything he's done. Everything. Everything. You are won't you, remember his name 100 days after I've gone to work there. Are you worried that the opposition is going to continually try to paint you in as a Trump, and we don't want that style of politics up here and all that sort of stuff? I think people are tired of politicians. They want someone with executional skills. They want someone that's willing to tell them the truth, set a goal, and achieve it. That's happening all around the world. That's not just in Canada. You look at the, the populist movements in Britain and what's happened in Colombia and now in the United States. You know, where is it written that only a politician can manage an economy? I don't think so. We're learning that it's not, it's not working out very well for us right now. And I'm not going to attack any of my fellow conservative candidates. I've already promised them. They have great ideas, I'm sure. We just haven't had a chance to hear them because you only get 20-second sound bites in a 13-person debate. But the truth is, I'll take all of their good ideas and take them to Ottawa. When the PCs lost the last election, they said they were looking for a kinder, warmer approach. Are you that kinder, warmer approach, Kevin? Well, let me give it to you by the numbers. Um, the reasons the PCs lost was they only got 18% of the vote from 18 to 35-year-olds. That is my sweet spot. Over the decades that I've been on television supporting entrepreneurialism on shows like Dragon's Den and Shark Tank, I've met all of those people. And now they know who I am, which is a huge benefit. When I announced my Facebook Live announcement of my candidacy or entering the race, I did it first on Facebook directly to them, and then seconds later walked out of the green room into national broadcast television. Within 40 minutes, it had reached 2.7 million people, and 40,000 people responded on our website. I'm selling memberships now to people that have never voted before, that came from other parties, 
that are just getting invigorated because they want to be entrepreneurs. I'm reaching out to millions of people on social media. And so, to me, the party must understand one thing, and they do. And I've made this promise to them privately, and I've made it public today. If I don't deliver a majority mandate in 2019, you can fire me. And the only way we're going to get that is to win 62% of the vote between 18 and 35. After I win the leadership, all I'm going to spend my time doing for the next year and a half is going across the country and speaking to 18 to 35-year-olds. I have to, because there's no other way to get a majority mandate. The things that I need to do to correct Canada's course I have to do and I have to have a majority mandate. I can't, you know, repeal everything Trudeau's done to damage the economy unless I have that majority mandate. So that's the goal. Uh, we certainly know where you stand fiscally. What about socially? Uh, will you screen for Canadian values? What are your thoughts on the legalization of marijuana? So let's be clear. LGBTQI, I have their backs 100%. Mar- marijuana legalization, 100%. Assisted suicide, 100%. Abortion, I'm not touching that law. I have a 23-year-old, 23-year-old daughter. She believes that women should have their own way, rights with their own bodies. I agree with her. So these are not the big issues of the day anymore. They're important. But if we don't get to 3% GDP growth, all the promises Canada makes to its people in health care, in education, in military spending, and the social net that we promise ourselves... We can't afford it. The reason you saw the squabbling recently on the transfer to health care payments is we just don't have the money. We've killed off and completely wiped out our energy space. That blame on probably Rachel Notley, but she wasn't able to even get Trudeau to listen to her. Trudeau has told us he wants to wind down or eliminate the oil sands. I have a new idea. Let's, uh, let's, let's wind down Justin Trudeau instead. Uh, 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 you said earlier on this week uh, you alluded to paying for Senate seats. Are you worried that this kind of rhetoric will draw comparisons to Donald Trump? I enjoyed a 12-year career very successfully on multiple networks all over North America, a long run with Amanda Lang. There's over 10,000 hours of tape. We enjoyed an invigorating dialogue between a journalist I have a lot of respect for her. I don't agree with anything she says. And that made great television. And I'm very proud of that work. I expect to see all of that tape chopped up and edited and see all of these comments from years back. But listen, that's not policy. That's television. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about now is policy. Canadians aren't stupid. They know the difference. Lots have talked about uh, your inability to speak French. That's why you missed the French language debate and uh, declared your candidacy the day after. Obviously, you've mentioned that you're learning French and you're on a high-speed course to do that. Uh, What does it take for you to win in Quebec? Can you win in Quebec? Well, first of all, um, the fact that that debate was in French had nothing to do with me not participating. These debates are pointless. There is nothing getting out there because... You put 13 people on a stage, you give them second sound bites. You not only get bad television, they don't get their ideas out. So that's why I didn't attend that. And people say, I don't speak French. C'est pas vrai, mon français. Mais Dieu, chaque jour. <laughs> so I'm getting better, slowly. 
Uh, Trudeau obviously talking about cap and trade uh, uh, in the near future. There was a situation where he was doing a uh, meet and greet in Peterborough. A woman stood up and used the Ontario uh, electricity rates as a, as a starting point, saying that she can't cope with these costs. And now we're moving into cap and trade. Your thoughts on all of this as we move with a uh, government in the United States uh, now headed by Donald Trump. Will that give Trudeau an out saying there's no possible way we can do this now? We've to stay competitive and Trump's made us change our goals, change our plans. I would hope so. I would have hoped he would have done that the minute Trump was elected. He didn't. So what I've come to the conclusion, I think other Canadians are feeling the same way. You know, Justin Trudeau doesn't know what he's doing. And it's not just him. If you look at the mediocrity within his cabinet, I mean, you know, when you talk about diversity, and I applaud that, and that he said he wanted in his cabinet. You also have to ask for executional excellence. You have to have people that know how to do the job, that have a history of doing it successfully. He has an entire cabinet of mediocrity, and he moves them around a chessboard, you know, shuffling them around. They do the job in any file because they're just weak managers. Look, these are harsh words, I know, but it doesn't distract from the fact that it's the truth. I, I would never hire those people. I'd fire all of them when I get to Ottawa, believe me. I'm going to listen. The definition of great leadership is finding great people and asking them to do extraordinary things. I've done that my whole life. When you look at who I'll bring to work to actually write Canada's course, they are going to be highly trained professionals with long track records of executional excellence. We're going to do because I'm able to attack people like that. It's not going to be government as usual. I'm not a politician. I don't owe anybody anything in Ottawa. I don't owe anybody any money. I don't owe anybody any favors. The only person I'm going to be working for is you, the Canadian taxpayer. Everything else doesn't matter. Canadians are tired of politicians, and they should be. Uh, one last question, Kevin. Uh, fellow Dragon, Arlene Dickinson, quite vocal about her thoughts on you. Are you worried that you're going to have to defend off this sort of allegation as you move forward with this? No, and I'm, I'm very suspect, and I'll, you know, we should shine a little transparency on this uh, Arlene Dickinson has been campaigning for Trump, probably, and I'm only speculating when I say this, to try and get a role in his government. What she said was so off-base, but particularly when I look at, you know, the years we spent together working. And so, you know, a few comments here. Her challenge, and I wasn't the only dragon trying to help her with this, she could never separate her emotions from investment decisions, which is why she did so poorly on dragons down in investments. And, you know, you've got to realize... What we were making there was television. She never understood that. As a result, she made bad television. That's why she's not on it anymore. Kevin O'Leary has been with us, of course, declaring his candidacy for the leadership of the Federal Conservative Party with his set sights on the Prime Minister's job. Kevin, thank you very much for taking the time today. We certainly do appreciate it. Good luck. Take care. Bye-bye. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.